0: Success
1: Insight shares the stories of the people with passion and drive who make things happen in the world. Here's your host, Howard Fox. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Success Insight podcast. Our guest today is Larry Gard. Now, you might recall Larry was on our show a few weeks back. Larry is the president of Hamilton Chase Consulting. And in the episode with Larry, we chatted about retirement and The preparation of retirement, what was the impact to individuals once this either voluntary or involuntary event took place and the impact on those individuals? And we wanted to bring Larry back onto the Success Insight podcast to go a little bit deeper, to expand on his work in the book, Done With Work, A Dozen Perspectives on the Decision to Retire, and some other areas that are also a part of this retirement equation. Larry, welcome back to the Success Insight podcast. Thanks again for having me, Howard. It's a pleasure to be back. You know, I I especially love when, you know, these topics resonate. So as a coach... Or even somebody who's 60, you know, I don't think I've ever told my listeners, Larry, that I'm 60 years old. I look in the mirror and I can't believe it. I don't see myself retiring. I I just don't see that happening. And it's not necessarily because I I love coaching, but you know, it's nice to uh, know I don't have to get up and do anything in the morning. And I'm wondering, you know, you work for a company or the organization, or you own the company. How well are those from those angles? Is the preparation for coach for retirement, how well is that being managed? So love to talk to you about that.
0: That's a wonderful question, Howard, and it's very, very, very broad. I think perhaps the best way to tackle it is to split it in two and talk about business owners on the one hand and talk about companies on the other. So let's maybe start with business owners. There are certainly consequences that occur when business owners aren't emotionally ready to retire. And, you know, I met some people who you might call them retirement resistors. I mean, they they literally have absolutely no intention whatsoever to retire. And, you know, they'll say, hey, I'm having too much fun to stop. And when they say that, I said, yeah, but don't you remember that advice you got in college about parties that you should always leave while you're having a good time? You know, they'll say, well, I intend to die at my desk. I've got a colleague out on the East Coast, Paul Cronin, who says, is that the best you can do with your wisdom and experience? But the reality is some people do really stay in their business long after they should because they're so attached to it. They're attached to the role. I I understand that. But they continue to work and sometimes against their own interests because they, they haven't figured out how to shift direction. And by staying too long, they could be putting their business at risk. I mean... Perhaps they've stopped innovating, or maybe they've got uh, a talented successor who sees, "Hey, wait a second, there's no path to promotion here," and then they lose that person.
1: So, I have a question, Larry: Is the the organization or the business owner are, are we talking about the private business? You know, small, medium sized businesses, where you know, typically, I think the family business but or are we talking small corporations as well
0: well you know i certainly consult to mid-sized corporations typically around the issue of helping employees feel psychologically more comfortable and ready to retire when companies have individuals who are ambivalent about retiring and i've seen a, a few things happen you know the the person says they're going to retire but they won't commit to a definitive date and that, of course, gums up the whole succession planning process behind them. Or the individual will step down, but they don't step away. They, they insist on attending meetings or being copied on emails, or offering input. I've even seen some extreme cases where the person doesn't embrace the succession plan, they'll criticize or undermine their successor. And you know, for companies, it's pretty common that they'll they'll bring in an advisor from the financial firm that handles their employees' four hundred one k plan or their retirement plans, and you know they'll talk about diversification and the, the rules around IRAs and so forth. And that's important information, but it's rare for companies to actually help their people prepare psychologically for retirement. So I've I've started to put together some short presentations and workshops on that topic because. You know, if you think about it hard, if you're an employer, you've not just contributed to your employees 401k. You've also contributed other things. You've contributed meaning and structure and purpose to their life. Now imagine what it's like for somebody to have to replace those things, especially if it ends abruptly and if you haven't planned for the transition.
1: What types of preparation, do you uh, advise the organization to get ready or the business owner to get ready to bring somebody like you in to, to deliver this presentation, deliver the workshop? I mean, you mentioned the financial services. I mean, I've been in some of those meetings before. It's a service to our company. We're going to bring in somebody who's going to help you talk about 401ks, insurance, etc., So now there's another added layer, this professional layer from the head and the heart, you know, the planning for your retirement. How are you you finding organizations are beginning to do that more? Or how do you have a conversation with them to say, you know, you guys also need to think about this?
0: That's a great question, Howard.
1: It's been a little bit
0: challenging to get companies on board with this. You know, the uh, Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies does annual surveys of companies and their employees. And the results in 2018 were, were rather interesting. Three quarters of employers consider themselves to be aging friendly, yet only 55% of workers shared that sentiment. And two thirds of the em- of The retirees said that their employers did nothing to help the pre-retirees transition into retirement. I try to to convince companies to bring me in to, to again, I can either do a workshop, small group workshops with, with individuals to help them start to look at the head and heart side of this, or I can do a presentation uh, for a larger group about the psychology of retirement.
1: What has the reception been once you've had the opportunity to, to go into the organization, you know, both at the com- for the company and even for the big, you know the business owners, his or herself? What's been that reception after doing these kinds of presentations?
0: I remember doing a, a presentation to it's been about 40, 40 people, and one gentleman came up to me afterward. And, uh, you know, I was a little concerned that, you know, here I was talking about some some pretty heavy, <laughs> heavy material and he came up to me afterward and he said, you know, I'm really glad that you explained all, all the, the aspects of getting ready psychologically, because I've been really struggling with all those things. And I thought maybe there was something wrong with me. And it really helped for me to understand that this is pretty normal. You know, to, for example, to be concerned about how I'm going to fill up all my time or to be concerned about how people will think about me and treat me once they find out I'm retired.
1: And how does the, the programs the, that you would work on with your clients, whether it's at the individual, the you know business owner or the company, how do you begin to lay out the, the model for them, so to speak, or this process? Because and again i 'm thinking the you know the the insurance professional the financial service professional coming in you know this is you know this is the power of reinvesting every month, and you know i 've seen those graphs and they all look great if I put money you know thousand dollars a month in at the end of ten years, I have a million dollars. This is a little different because again we 're working on the head and the heart, so how do you begin to prepare and help people? Kind of create a, I don't know, using a flight metaphor, this glide path from need to get ready to, okay, I've reached that retirement stage.
0: One of the things that, that I do is start by examining the individual's beliefs and assumptions about retirement and making sure that they're really looking at things in a, in a clear-eyed manner rather than through the lens of what they saw their parent or their grandparents go through. So a lot of times people are operating with with certain beliefs or feelings about retirement that aren't necessarily accurate. But then we'll also go through exercises to explore their values and their interests. We'll look at how they've handled the past life transitions and what lessons they've learned from those. Another thing that we do is we, we look at what was uniquely satisfying for them about work because once you understand that, you're in a position to then look for reasonable substitutes. Long story short, there are a variety of different exercises that I take people through. So it's a little bit different than showing them a, a chart demonstrating compounded interest.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you are you know, the, the charts that, that goes on there in, inside of a folder into a drawer and never to be seen again until you get ready. Or you do something right away, but then, you know, you, you our perception is on autopilot. I mean. These conversations that you're going to have with your clients, you know, beliefs and assumptions, these exercises, and I love the fact that you've included, you know, values and interests and kind of taking stock of some of the life lessons and how has that affected some of the decisions you may want to make and, you know, we have, some of us have these skills and expertise that we've gained during work. And, you know, I, I'm a big proponent, Larry, of of what I call side hustles. And maybe I'm not the only one that calls it side hustles. But I mean, I could see retiring, but still have some side hustles that help keep me in the game, so to speak, keep me sharp. And I think this whole idea of retirement, it, it's not just a one and done, but I think, I suspect you have to continually work on it and reevaluate over perhaps over the years, ideally, of am I still doing the right things th- that are important to me?
0: Very much so, Howard. I mean, many many people look for not just uh, sort of one retirement solution, but they recognize that uh, there are multiple activities that they can engage in, and that you know there's there's nothing that says you have to identify one particular guide path, and, and that you're not allowed to, to modify that. I, mean, I, I know s- several of the people that I interviewed for the book had, to, to use your terms, side hustles in mind, but they also recognized that they, they didn't in- necessarily envision doing any one of those things indefinitely, that they would they would try, try it out, and that they also thought that you know, there were multiple things that they wanted to do, and that they didn't have to do it all at the same time.
1: Okay. Larry, I'm curious with the the business owner, if they were going to begin to start to contemplate retirement. So, you know, maybe they attended one of your workshops or presentations and now they come away, they go home and they talk to their partner, spouse, whatever, and say, we need to start thinking about this. Short of calling you, because most definitely, you know, they need to go to you because this is your expertise. What's the first one or two steps they need to take
0: hopefully they understand that preparing to sell a business takes a long time and most of the people that that i speak to in the exit planning profession uh, they say you ought to be nailing down the 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 legal and the financial and the operational pieces of, of a business sale many many years ahead of time at least five years But it's not always easy to find the time to do that while you're still busy running your business. But there too, I I see where emotions come into play because if if you're ambivalent about retiring, it makes it that much harder to find the time to do the the practical planning that you need to do. But it's it's so important to have a handle on the emotional side of it, Howard. I've seen instances where a business owner's ambivalence causes them to be really unrealistic about the terms of the deal, or worse yet, they'll back out of the sale at the last minute. And you know this, the economy doesn't wait until you're emotionally ready to sell your business. And if you miss a seller's market, it're gonna have big consequences. You know long story short, what, what they ought to be doing is talking with all of their advisors. and if they want to include somebody like me in the mix, I think that's great. That they need to be talking with their advisors about this process as early as they can.
1: You know, it, it definitely is crystal clear for me that this kind of conversation needs to be up there, you know, along with the financial and the insurance, because, like you say, you know, the economy doesn't wait. Our health doesn't wait, circumstances of the business, the company, it doesn't wait. And especially if you're the business owner, if you at least hope to have that legacy continue you know, with the, the business beyond you, I mean, getting started early and starting to have these, these very important, deep conversations, I, it, it's crystal clear. Larry, if our listeners would like to learn more about you and your work, including your practice and the coaching, I definitely think, you know, like these presentations and workshops. So if our listeners, if you're a financial service professional, an insurance professional, you know, exit planning professional, it's getting clear for me that, you know, someone like Larry could be a, an important part of the mix here. Any other, you know, insights that you would offer to the business owner or to the company bef- before we uh, sign off today, Larry?
0: You know, I think that there are a number of reasons why business owners are reluctant to address this head-on. You know, for many of them, you know, they never had a role model. You know, many people grew up with parents who, you know, they worked until they could no longer do so, and so. Many baby boomers have no role model of somebody who was active, active, and who enjoyed retirement. In other cases, they didn't have time to develop a truly meaningful hobbies and interests. I mean, they were immersed in their business or career by necessity or choice, and so they had little opportunity to cult- cultivate other interests. But it's never too late to do that.
1: Very good, Larry. If our listeners would like again to learn more about you and your work, where are the best places for them to go? Well, probably the top
0: place would be to uh, visit donewithwork.org. They can learn more about my book. There's also a, a complimentary transition readiness quiz that they can take there. So that's donewithwork.org. It's also got a blog at retirementpsychology.blogspot.com. And of course, I'm also on
1: LinkedIn. Fantastic. Well, we will definitely provide the backlinks to donewithwork.org, the retirement readiness quiz, and links to your blog and on LinkedIn as well. Larry, it's been an absolute pleasure once again to have you on the Success Insight podcast. This topic, it never goes out of style, it's always evolving, but never goes out of style. And I think, you know, we're fortunate to have folks like you or who are helping, you know, business owners and companies navigate this question and kind of bring it to the forefront so that it's not a surprise. So thank you again for uh, taking time out of your day and uh, joining us on the Success Insight podcast. You're welcome, Howard. Thank you. And thanks to your listeners for joining us. All right, folks, we have just been chatting with Larry Gard on the Success Inside podcast. Larry's the president of Hamilton Chase Consulting, and Larry's expertise is working with business owners, companies, individuals on preparing for retirement and at least kicking off those conversations. And, you know, really, the it's crystal clear it's never too late. And look, if you own a business and you're looking for this strategy to begin to prepare, to exit. You know, as Larry was saying, based on the from the exit planning community, five years, I guess that that's a pretty good window just to start thinking about it rather than waiting to the last minute and really having in your head and your heart and really trying to figure out how am I going to spend the life after work? Because we mentioned in the, the first podcast with Larry, you know, our lifespan is increasing. And sometimes we are going to be spending as much time in retirement as we did perhaps while we were working. So uh, if we are physically and mentally able to do so, these kinds of conversations are more important now than ever before. So do take advantage of uh, visiting Larry on his uh, website, dumbwithwork.org, and do also connect with him uh, on LinkedIn. Okay, folks, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out there. Have a phenomenal day. Take care of yourselves, your family, practice social distancing, wear your mask, and we will see you on the next episode of the Success Insight Podcast. Take care now. Success Insight is a
0: production of Fox Coaching and First Story Strategies. Find us online, successinsightpodcast.com.